Did you know that there is indeed a difference between your soul and your spirit? It's true. Our soul walks by sight and by emotions, while our spirit walks by faith. Thank you for joining me today as we continue our Bible study entitled Defiant Joy. I am Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author, and it's my delight to study the Word of God with you every day on the Charisma Podcast Network. This is a jolt of joy. We are learning, according to the principles found in the Bible, that there is indeed a difference between your soul and your spirit. Your soul was made to be lower and your spirit was made to be in charge. You determine which part of you will be stronger by which part of you you feed the most. Are you feeding your soul or are you feeding your spirit? Now, we learned yesterday that the way you feed your spirit is by reading your Bible. It's by having personal times of worship. It's by praying without ceasing. Do you know how else you feed your spirit? Well, it's by being committed to church and to fellowship with other believers. You also feed your spirit when you go to a Bible study or when you listen to a Bible teacher on the radio. Do you know what else feeds your spirit? It might surprise you. Tithing will feed your spirit. It will cause your spirit to grow and to take charge of your life because your spirit should at all times be in charge of your soul. Your soul should submit to, should bow to, and should salute to your spirit. Your soul should have no decision-making place or position in your life, but it should be your spirit that dictates what you're going to do or think or say next. You see, your spirit was meant to be the four-star general of you, and your soul is the private. There will be times when your spirit needs to say to your soul, drop down and give me 50. No, give me 100. Your spirit needs to say to your soul, hey, let's do lunch. We need to talk because soul, you are out of control. The spirit needs to say to your soul, get over yourself. It's not all about you. You know, I'm a grown woman, but I have a little brother that I love more than life itself. I love this man who's now grown with children of his own, serving God, doing good things for the kingdom of God. And I am four and a half years older than my little brother. Now, his name is Stephen, but to me, he will always be Stevie. And when we were young, often my mom would leave me in charge of my little brother for periods of time. We got along famously. Stevie and I, there was never any friction, never any tension in our relationship. We played games together. We watched TV together. I would fix him his favorite snacks. But then the moment would come when I would ask him to do something that his little boy heart didn't want to do. Something like, well, Stevie, it's time to brush your teeth now because I've let you have a lot of sugar and you need to brush your teeth before mom gets home. Or, hey, Steve, you want to clear your place at the table so I can do the dishes? Or Stevie, time to put your toys away. Stevie, time to do your homework. Stevie, 
time to go to bed. And suddenly this little cherub would cross his arms, stomp his feet, screw up his little freckled face, look at me and say, I don't gotta if I don't wanna. And you know what? That is a picture of your soul. Your soul gets along just fine as long as you're letting it do what it wants to do. As long as your soul is well-fed and in charge, it's not going to cause you any difficulties. But when your spirit rises up and reminds your soul to change direction, to do something different, your soul is bound to act just like my little brother used to. And your soul, in a fit of emotional outrage, will say, I don't gotta if I don't wanna. But your spirit is the four-star general, and your spirit should always have the last word. Your spirit should say to your soul, we're going to tithe regardless of what your checkbook looks like. Your spirit should say to your soul, you know what? You're going to worship no matter what you're going through in life. Your spirit should say to your soul, you're not going to gossip about that person who's wronged you. You're going to bless them because that's what the Bible says to do. When your spirit talks, it sounds a whole lot like the word of God. Well, now we're going to look at a man in the Bible who dealt with an out-of-control soul. This particular man allowed his emotions to spew up out of his mouth just like a constant regurgitation. He verbally vomited every chance he could get. The man's name is Peter. And let me just tell you, he is my favorite disciple. Now, in all theological descriptions of this great man, one word is found in common. All theologians call Peter impulsive. Imagine that. How would you like it if the Bible and all theologians had an opinion of you and it was that you were impulsive? If you have your Bible today, turn with me to Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to begin with verse 13. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, well, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The spirit of Peter responded to the spirit of God in Jesus Christ. And Peter said, Jesus, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. You know, when your spirit talks, it sounds a whole lot like the word of God. Your spirit will say to you, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Your soul will say, well, nobody ever thinks about me. I might as well be invisible. All they want is my money. And your spirit will say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Your spirit will say, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And your soul will say something like, well, I'll teach Sunday school, but it won't be easy and I don't have to like it. Listen, 
In these verses in Matthew chapter 16, we see a human being, a man, Peter, we see his spirit responding to the spirit of God. And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Let's continue reading in this chapter of Matthew chapter 16 and read verses 17 through 19. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. So Jesus looked at Peter and declared a blessing on him. You know, when your spirit responds to the Spirit of God, there's going to be a blessing on your life. And beyond that, Jesus said to Peter, I'm going to build my church upon you. When your spirit responds to the spirit of God, you begin to walk in your destiny in Christ. And my, 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 what an incredible destiny God has for people whose spirits are fully in charge. When your spirit talks, you're walking towards your destiny. When your spirit talks, you're discovering the purposes and the plans that God has for you. So the spirit of God responds to the spirit of Peter, and he calls him a rock. He calls him a cornerstone. So my friend, when you are walking in the power of your spirit and not in the excess of your soul, you will be given authority in heaven and on earth. Walking by your spirit is a walk of authority. Matthew 16 verses 21 and 22. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this should never happen to you. Well, Peter has allowed his soul to rise up and his soul begins to rebuke Jesus Christ. Listen, I've got a word of wisdom for you. I wouldn't rebuke Jesus if I were you. Peter's soul is talking. We see his gut reaction to circumstances that he didn't like, that he wouldn't choose, and that he was worried about. And in this moment, he rebuked Jesus. Verse 23. But Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but on man's. You know, these are among the strongest words that Jesus ever spoke to one of his own. Because when Jesus sees a man or a woman whose spirit has been taught by him, who's heard the word of God, who has spent time in his very presence. Jesus wants to yank you away from listening to your soul because Satan can mess with our emotions, but he can never communicate with our spirits. Jesus wants to stop you and I from outrageous, soulish 
emotional responses in life. You know, what we see here is not a schizophrenic person in Peter. We don't see a man with a split personality. We're observing a man who is trying to get his soul to submit to his spirit. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.